Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. Uh, this will be like that. We're talking to the future, you know. Um, hopefully, it's better than what's going on now. I, I doubt oh, it. I doubt but, it. Yeah, I doubt it. You know, the way things are projecting. Because uh, it's feeling it's feeling rough. Um, I put <laughs> I put in a new segment. Um, I don't know if we're gonna keep it or what, but we have a mental health check in uh, <laughs> later on. Um, because who, buddy? It has not been a great month. Um, yeah, but, I, but 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 I'm gonna put I'm gonna try to put a fun spin on that one. We'll see if it works. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um, but yeah, hello, it's the Dead and Road Show, episode 35, it's Bill and Ian, uh, we're hanging out, um, yeah, we're, it's the We're end hanging of the out year. and hanging on. <laughs> hanging out and hanging on, yeah, it's the end of the year when we're recording, so we're just, I don't know, we're just kind of fucking around. Um, we're gonna be talking about a movie that we mentioned last week, Last Duel, uh, yeah, not, not getting into any, anything too deep, I guess, uh, this week, cause I can't, I can't look at the internet right now, it's, it's really bad, um, so I haven't been doing my deep dives, so uh, we'll we'll be getting back into that uh, in the coming in the coming weeks and stuff. Wait, so what is it exactly that's that's gotten you to avoid the internet? Apart from just like you know <laughs> the obvious stuff. I, it's the obvious stuff. Okay. <laughs> it's the obvious stuff. It's the it's the it's the Omicron and the 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 uh, the reaction to it. It's the it's the CDC bullshit. It's uh the 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 inaction it's the the collapse of the healthcare system it's uh you know a, a, a generalized uh depressive disorder like I, <laughs> you know? yeah that's all fair yeah <laughs> yeah the cdc choosing um, to prioritize um the economy over the health of people really got at, me at the behest of the delta airlines ceo it's brutal. yeah yeah it's it's fun it's fun stuff it's fun stuff. I called into um, one of my doctor's offices. Uh, oh, you too? Just... You too? <laughs> well, I, call, I called in. I called in today because I'm supposed to schedule an appointment, uh, and they were. I was just waiting on like a shipment. They had to get something in for me, and um, so I wanted to check the status of it. Mm-hmm. But I was put on hold immediately, and then I was transferred automatically to a separate office. And that person told me like. They are like short staffed across the board, basically, and mm-hmm. that, um, you know, basically good luck getting in touch and also maybe try again in the new year. <laughs> it's it's remarkable. It's it's yeah, it's uh, uh, do we do we do we just want to do my thing now then? Might as well. If you know, it fits, it fits what we're talking about, I'm sure. So, <laughs> so, um, I needed to refill my prescriptions because uh, I was off of them for about a week, and we had recorded. At, was it? I guess it would have been last week's. Was it? I don't. I can't remember. Maybe it was the week before where I was off of them. So if I seemed off, it was because I was. I was off. Uh, and uh, so I had called them to be like, "Hey, can I get a refill?" And they're like, "Nah." Nah, man. <laughs> you no. gotta. You, you gotta come in and see us. And I'm like, "Okay, fine. Can I make an appointment?" Uh, nah, you just got to come in and show up because it's it's an urgent care. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even though that they like my doctor takes appointments, uh, he either did not have any available or he was not taking appointments. Uh, they did not explain. I was basically rushed off the phone. Um, so they would not give me uh, my prescriptions or an appointment. Um, and it is also a COVID testing site. So I knew that they would be fucking swarmed really badly. Um if you're still going to the same place that I, I think you are, I, I the last time I was there, they you have to wait outside in the freezing colds. 
Yes. Before you can actually get in. Yes. So that is what I had to do on like the 21st of December. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had to wait outside in a line. They have two lines. They have a line for if you're getting a COVID test. Uh, and then they have a line for if you're not getting a COVID test. Um, when I was and- there, the somebody in one of those lines had to like basically take charge and tell everyone which was which because there was nobody working like outside. So you couldn't you didn't know which line you were getting into. Yes, that is the case where they they actually had somebody working that was doing that job saying, are you here for a COVID test or are you not here for a COVID test? Mm-hmm. Um, which amounts to the same thing because people will just get into one of the lines not knowing what line is what because there's no signage or whatever um, because it's outside like the, the, what you know. Uh, so yeah, I'm standing outside. Uh, the line is not moving. It's been like 45 minutes. Oh, wow. Um, they're telling people that are getting into the COVID line that they are not taking any more people for COVID tests. Uh, but at the same time, the COVID line keeps getting longer, which I don't understand how, like what the logistics of that are. So then, so the COVID people are going in. The people that don't need the COVID tests are not going in. We're stuck outside. And I am at a uh, precarious mental place where I'm starting to lose it. And mm-hmm. I went I went with my mom because I was in a not so good mental place. So I just start saying wild shit <laughs> out loud in the COVID line. Or not in 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 the line. And I'm just like well, you know, this is, this is, this is, we should just leave. Like, I, I'm, you know, I'm losing my mind. Like, this is how you drive people crazy. This is how you do it. This is, you know, like, I'm just like saying all this shit out loud. Um, and it's like, you know, this is, this is how they, like, this is how you start creating killers. Like, this is how you do it. Like, like oh no. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm like, I'm like losing it. I'm really losing it. Um, because this line is not moving. It's not moving at all. Nobody from our line is getting inside to see mm-hmm. a doctor. Um, and so then we decide to call the like the place that we're at to be like, hey, can you just give us the pills so we can leave? Because this we can't get inside the building. Like mm-hmm. you won't let us in. And they're like, nah, they they just won't give the prescription. Right. So we're stuck there. And I'm just telling them, I was like, let's leave. Like we're not getting in. This is ridiculous. It's been an hour. We're not getting in. Um. And I just start saying like increasingly crazier things. Um. Like I I I, I can't even remember. I was just I was just honestly losing it. I was mm-hmm. like, and and the and the COVID line kept getting longer, and then our line finally starts moving. But then at the same time, you're converging into the COVID line. You're getting closer and closer to the COVID people, which is like it's so crazy to me that you're getting closer and closer to the COVID people. Like it, it converges, and so then it's like I'm I'm going here to keep myself from basically not dying because. The further away from the prescription I get, the closer I get to being suicidal is the is the the, the real truth of it. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I, I need these pills so I don't die because I'm already like on no sleep. Uh, like I my brain is zapping at at a ridiculous level. I don't, I've told you about this. I, I haven't talked about this on a recording probably, but um, th- there's a thing if you're on uh, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors where if you stop taking them or you miss a dose, you get this real fun thing called brain zaps, where if you move your eyeballs in any way that is not straight ahead of you, 
uh, you get these electrical impulses in your head that feel like weird zapping. Uh, so I have not been on my pills for a week plus at this point. And so my brain is just firing neurons like crazy. Um, so that's happening. I'm on no sleep. I'm saying increasingly crazy shit. I sound like one of those dudes with the, like, you know, Jesus is coming signs, like, in New York City. Uh, I'm getting increasingly louder. Uh, <laughs> like, every time, I'm, like, just, like, my voice, the volume is getting louder and louder with each thing I decide to say. Um, I'm also texting my sister and, like, ranting about Joe Biden to her. Uh, <laughs> Uh, like I'm, I'm like really, really having like a manic episode in the line. And I like, I feel like I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to get COVID. I'm going to get COVID. It's happening. It's going to happen. I'm like getting more and more paranoid. Um, so all of this is happening. This line is finally moving. Um, and then I finally get into the doctor's office. Okay. So then there's still a line. So then you're near all the people who are then waiting for a COVID test inside. So then you have to say why you're there. I'm here for prescription refills, blah, 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 blah. Um, for some reason, uh, they tell me that um, my primary care doctor is wrong and that this is my fault for some reason. Uh, well, this, like, this is a this is a place that has a bunch of doctors uh, on staff, right? So, like, whoever you have named on your card isn't necessarily who you're going to see. Yeah. So, like, the name on my insurance card is whoever my insur my insurer gave me, mm -hmm. and I never see that person. I have no idea who that person is. I just because my insurance because I, I talked to my insurance company about that and they just said, oh, yeah, it doesn't matter as long as the address is the same. Like, right. Just so we bill them. I'm like, OK, fine. But for whatever, uh, the, the this the office is like, oh, now this is suddenly an issue after I've well, been going there for years with this insurance now. Well, I'll tell you the doctor's name on my card. Uh, I didn't realize this until recently, but he was retired for an entire year. <laughs> Um, so I had to get, I had to get that changed. Yeah. So they're now telling me, it's like, well, well, this person is a physician's assistant mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, well, I didn't pick them. Uh, so, and they're like, okay, well, here is this tiny little scrap of literally a scrap of paper. Like you would give to like a kindergartner, like for like some kind of arts and crafts homework thing. Like it's literally like a, a slice of an eight and a half by 11 like copier paper. Uh, here, take this um, and call your insurance company and tell them to change it and then bring this back the next time you come. But they were still seeing you that day, though. Yes. OK, I was about to say, like, <laughs> but I'm like, OK, so you want me to hold on to this piece of paper for uh, at minimum three months? OK, uh, sure. Like, I, I just didn't understand why this was a problem all of a sudden. Like, wh yeah, and they what, can't, what? can't a f uh, physician's assistants pretty much do everything regular doctors can. Like, they can, yes. fill, you know, I've seen, I've seen physicians. Yeah, I've seen physicians assistants for refills. Yeah. Like, uh, it's just ridiculous. Oh, and even before this, um, I'm uh, like, I'm still in the middle of losing it because this is before I even get to the counter to, like, tell them why I'm there. Um, of course. Because <laughs> because th there's a screen with, like that tells you the doctors that are on staff and their hours, you know, whatever. And I'm like, 
oh, see, this is this is a problem. There's only three doctors here. Like, you know, it's the holiday. This must be nice. They could take time off. And there's people here. Like, they're just leading us to the slaughter here. Like, I'm saying all this shit out loud. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really, I'm truly losing my goddamn mind. Um, but yeah, it was kind of ridiculous how there was only three doctors, and there's usually like ten. Uh, and and it, they were clearly, clearly, really understaffed. Um, because it's like, what do they expect? There's a new fucking variant of COVID. Um, and it's like, oh, okay, it's the holidays, so like all this shit's just gonna take a break. Like, yeah, it's a rough on. time. Like, yeah, the variant uh, spreads faster than any previous ones, and everybody wants to get tested because they're seeing people, uh, family, and stuff on the holidays. So. It's yeah. like all converges at once. Yeah. Um, and so then they're like, okay, you could have a seat. Uh, there are four seats. <laughs> like every time I go here, they keep like, it's like the weirdest game of musical chairs. They keep taking chairs away from the waiting area. Like there are, <laughs> there are fewer and fewer chairs each time I go. Um, there are like four seats and they're all taken. So they say take a seat and of course it means stand around. And so I'm standing near all the other people that are there for the COVID test. So it's like, okay, okay, this sucks. I'm surrounded by all this disease. Like I'm going to get COVID here. I'm going to get COVID. Um, and I know like it is, it, it feels like such a real fear because like somebody's coughing, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, and in 2019, I went here to get refills and I, I came away with the flu. So <laughs> like it, it, it like I'm like, I'm, I'm going to get COVID. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it from here. Yeah. You know, like one thing that, that sucks about this whole ordeal, too, is and I know this is how the system works. And, you know, there are reasons you can't just like call up and get a prescription and stuff like that. But like you're going here as a formality, basically, because it's, you're going to yes. see a doctor for like two seconds and he's going to be like yes. uh, and they're going to be like, um you know, check in with you, ask you like two questions and then give you a prescription and and move on. Yes. My visits are so, so short because it's so rare that I change anything. Like the longest visits are like the yearly ones where the doctor asks for an EKG Mm -hmm. and they have to uh, put all the, all the electronic leads on my fat flabby body. Like that is the, that is the longest the appointment is. Um, and so they finally take me back uh, to a quote unquote room, which is just curtained off section. Um, and you're waiting and you get to hear everybody else's business. And I'm literally surrounded by people that are there. Like, so so apparently they were not doing, like they stopped doing COVID tests. But if you were in the other line because you like the, our line and wanted to see a doctor because you were feeling sick, then they would just give you a COVID test anyway to rule out COVID. Mm-hmm. So we were surrounded by people that had COVID symptoms trying to see if they had COVID. So I'm surrounded by COVID all because I need refills on the prescriptions so I don't do something crazy. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there just losing it, trying to think about not, you know, catching this disease because all it's like all that's between me and COVID is my thin little mask and the thin little sheet around around me and i don't know maybe i'm all blown it all out of proportion whatever but there there's all these people coughing and talking about their symptoms and i could hear every fucking thing and it was not a fun time uh and then i see the doctor and the doctor's like okay you need the refills i'm like yes please god in heaven like okay fine no problem the doctor was very nice i hadn't seen this doctor before i didn't see my regular doctor because uh, he wasn't there. I, I was mm-hmm. going to literally see anybody. I would have seen a fucking veterinarian if they would have given me the pills. Uh, 
like, and then they're like, oh yeah, uh, we're just going to do blood work because, uh, last time your cholesterol was kind of high. And I'm like, oh, was it? Because nobody fucking told me that. Uh, like seriously, like they, <laughs> no one has told me that my cholesterol was high. It's like, yeah, you've, you've had some issues with cholesterol before. And I'm like, what? They have never told me that ever. <laughs> so they wrote it down clearly, but they didn't tell you. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, this sucks. This whole thing sucks. Like, that's kind of the whole point of getting the test done is that you tell me if there's some kind of issue mm -hmm. and then you don't. So then I thought everything was cool. Like, literally, whenever I get the tests back, they always say normal. So when was it high? When did that happen? Yeah, right. Like, oh, my God. <sighs> anyway, to make this, I finally get I finally get the prescription or whatever. And then the farm, like the pharmacy is going to fill it or whatever. Uh, they ran out of one of them. So I couldn't even get that one filled <laughs> to make to make that worse. Um, and then the real kicker to this whole fucking thing. I know nobody cares about this. This is my own fucking dementia. Uh, what day was it? Was it? It was the, I guess it was Monday. No, it was Sunday. No, it was mm, Sunday. Sunday, I woke up. Uh, feeling like I had a fever, which was really fun. Uh, so uh, my mom had bought a bunch of COVID tests because it's like, oh, I guess we need these around the house now. Um, and also, uh, so I, I took my temperature before that. Um, and it was basically, it was it was pretty much, it was like 101.9. So it was basically mm -hmm. 102 fever, which is pretty high for me. Um, and so I was like, well, fuck, I got COVID there. And, I, and, I, and, th and as soon as I saw that I had a high fever and it wasn't like, you know, like 99 or whatever. I was like, I got COVID there. I got COVID and I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. And I'm launching into this whole tirade again because this is like me only being on like a few days of my pills. So I'm still kind of like out of it and like getting back into the swing of trying to be, you know, calm and back to being rational. So I'm like still readjusting. Sure. So I'm, <laughs> I'm still like I can fly off the handle. So, uh, are you not home alone at this point? Didn't your didn't your parents uh, go to uh, they to didn't see leave. family and stuff? No, they hadn't left yet. Oh, they hadn't left yet. Okay. No. So so I I I'm like fucking flipping out. I'm like, see, I fucking knew it. They gave me COVID there. They wouldn't just give me the prescriptions. Like if they gave me COVID, I'm gonna fucking sue them out of oblivion. I'm gonna find a lawyer. I'm gonna fucking ruin them. Like yeah, I'm, that's not I'm, how that works. <laughs> I don't. I didn't. In the moment, I didn't give a shit. I didn't give of a course. shit. I still don't give a shit to a degree. Um, and then I took the COVID test and now I don't have COVID. It was negative. Uh, and then, and then like the next day the fever went away. So I don't know what the fuck that was about. I had, I had a, a day long fever. I don't, I don't know what happened there. Um, it's almost like, what are the odds you would get sick from something else right now? I, yeah, I know. I know. Um, that would last a day. It, it, it was really strange to, especially to have a fever that high. Um, I don't know, but it was, it was fucking miserable. Um, the healthcare system sucks. Um, and my dad was like saying that I should like out loud to no one except the family like apologize to the medical facility i was like what are you taught what what are you what like they're not god or jesus like why do i pay my penance to them i didn't anyway uh it's, it's strange times um not fun well um whenever your um pills are you know you're on your last bottle <laughs> like your last refill right yeah Mm -hmm. uh, I think I think what we need to do here is uh, two weeks, two weeks ahead of time. Circle that date on the calendar. Uh, yeah. that's, that's when you're going in <laughs> next time. I, I'm usually you need very to give good yourself. About it. Yeah, yeah. What I what I need to do is find a real regular doctor that doesn't like gives me six months instead of this having to come in every three months bullshit. Um, mm -hmm. 
but that requires more effort in finding a doctor, and that is a whole other mess. But anyway, but yeah, that's the that's the state of things out there. It's 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 bleak, and that's the state of my brain. <laughs> it's fortunate that you have uh, an at home COVID test because I, you know, having to go out and get one would be brutal right now. Yeah, I would have had to go back to the place that gave me the COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That was strange. The, the at home COVID test is like, you have to do like a little science experiment. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you taken one? I have not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's weird. You got to like do these little drops, which I accidentally sprayed like some of that on my face. Cause it, cause the instructions say it's going to come in like a little dropper, but it kind of doesn't. You have to like twist this thing and then the drops just kind of like explode everywhere, which I was not prepared for. Um, <laughs> yeah. You got to do like a little experiment and then stick the thing up your nose and then stick the stick the nose swab into the drops and wait i don't know if um, it's even possible to purchase those at the moment yeah that was the thing i don't know where my mom had gotten them but she came home with a bunch of them mm-hmm. um so yeah i heard it is difficult to find them now um anyway so so you're ultimately you're doing better now it sounds like i'm doing i'm doing okay now yeah i'm back on my prescriptions and it's i'm not hear. uh threatening currently threatening legal action against anybody but you know, it's the the context there. Like it's it's uh, you can see how that happens. Like it's, it's yeah. This is you know push to the brink. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was not. It was not good. Um, so yeah, things are things are okay right now. All right. <laughs> anyway, I'm happy to hear it. <laughs> uh, so uh, we haven't done dead letters in a little bit, and uh, they've been piling up. Holy hell, they've been piling up. Um, I don't know if somebody has like signed up one of the emails for uh, some spam lists or something, but uh, we have a bunch of them. Um, some of them are repeats. So I'm not going to do the repeats, but um, yeah, we have a whole ton of them. Um, I wait for the day that one of the dead letters is written by an actual person. I know, right? <laughs> um, well, this one might be, you know what? I don't know if this, this one's not real, but uh, this one comes in from Emma Grace Brown. Uh, Emma writes, hi, I'd love to write an article for your site on how to become your own marketing department. In the article, I'll break down common marketing terms like marketing channels and how to figure out which one to focus on messaging and the effectiveness of your marketing. What do you think? Would this be an article? Would this article be a good fit for your website? If so, I'd like to get started on the draft as soon as possible and get the green light from you. Um, wait, this is like the most reasonable one we've ever had. I know, but I don't think it's real because I've gotten other emails like this before. Okay. Um, but usually their name is like a jumble of bullshit. It's just that this one, like they gave like a name that sounds real. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't yeah, as think far as spam goes, this is this is somewhat convincing. Yeah, it's it's the most coherent one we've gotten. So I kind of want to hear. I kind of want to hear their marketing tips. I know, I know, but it isn't a good fit for my website. Is the thing? It's not. It's unfortunate. Um, this one comes from Craig Hag, which is one word. <laughs> okay. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, and they they sent in a URL that is uh, electricmobility.export slash Jaguar plus Pace versus Tesla Model X. Uh, and they also sent in another one that's uh, www.chiptuning.mk, um, which I think isn't chiptune like the um, the music that is uh, like it's like video game sounds like you make music out of video game sounds. Sure. If you say so. <laughs> I just, uh, I just really enjoyed Craig Hag. I want to say Craig Hag, but that's not what it is. It's Craig Hag. Yeah, something about that. It, it's always the Rambler.ru 
um, emails. Uh, what is this one? There's so many. Jesus Christ. Uh, this one's from Kevin Rolsey. Uh, Kevin says, Ultimate Chicken Horse free steam key mm. see i've had that game on my wish list for so long yeah yeah so if you want to pass me that link um <laughs> i might it's uh giftminer.net which is definitely not any kind of weird crypto miner um <laughs> no it sounds reputable <laughs> uh this this one's from glenn glenn Ursum. Didn't, didn't chicken horse win like the best narrative at the game awards a few weeks ago maybe you know yeah best narrative game i think so i remember jeff Keeley being very high on that one yeah yeah he's like you uh, guys are not gonna believe this game when you play it yeah and he was looking down at his shoes when he said it uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh this one's from glenn merson and uh, I think Grimes he, uh, did a, a song for Chicken Horse as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she was featured. And then she performed uh, that, that song mm, at the mm, end. Mm, yeah. mm. Uh, it, it still doesn't beat uh, the Cara Cara Benito one. Um, so Glenn says, uh, porn Photoshop. <laughs> 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 is that it? Uh, and the website is uh, sxn.today slash anime. To be fair, like, that's really all you need. Like, I'm so I'm hooked, you know? <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay, this one comes in from Enums. Uh, and they say, hi, this is Jennifer. I'm sending you my intimate photos as promised. Um, I don't... <laughs> I don't remember making any sort of deals with a Jennifer for uh, any uh, intimate photos. Uh, These better not be photoshopped. They're they're they might be porn photoshop. <laughs> um, and there's a tiny URL link which uh, I'm not clicking on. But um, oh yeah, please don't be. I I'm, I hate the fact that you're opening these emails to begin with. Well, they cut no. See, some of them come in through my contact form. So mm -hmm. some of them are not direct emails. So the email is oh, okay. actually from my website. So it's okay. Um, but that's some of the emails I do. Open. Um, so yeah, that was enums. Uh, let's see. This one is from Erica Grow. Oh, this is another high quality post that they'll make for me. Um, it just says they're going to do a three-step process for, uh, an amazing topic, whatever that is. Um, this one's from Anthony Bleds, which is also one word, um, and the website they gave is, what does that say? Sante Helite? Dot RU? <laughs> or is it Sante Helife? I don't know. That's for you to figure out. I don't <laughs> If I click on it, yeah. But I just like the name Anthony Bleds. It's like an old, uh, like XX, you know, like AIM address. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. There's so many of these. Holy fuck. Where are the, um, oh wait, maybe some of these are repeats. Do you think porn Photoshop is like an untapped market? Uh, how do you mean? Like something we could like get into and like be sort of on the cutting edge, you know? Uh, I just don't hear about a lot of, a lot of that, you know? Maybe that's like, there's a need for something like that. I think you could just use regular Photoshop, right? Why does it need to be porn specific? Like I bet you like Playboy uses Photoshop. Like I don't think they have a specific. Yeah, that's probably, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And then you have the, um, like the deep fakes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The deep fakes. So you could have like, you could have like a porn uh, starring like uh, Tom Cruise or something. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking of was Tom Guy, Cruise. Guy Fieri or. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Actually, the, I was, I knew to come to mind first yeah, for me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> sexiest men alive is Tom Cruise and Guy Fieri. Actually, I was thinking of Tom Hanks because of the, um, 
the Polar Express, where they turned him into that 3D model. So you, so I mentioned porn deep fakes, and you went to a children's movie. No, well, because he was an adult in that. It was, it was still a children's movie, though. I understand, but they turned him into a 3D model. Oh, okay. You know, because mm-hmm. you know how they do like the Overwatch porn. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, not not really. No, oh, come played. on, come on. I mean, I assume something like that exists. Yeah. But... So I, you know what? There's probably uh. Well, no, are you talking about like cosplay as Overwatch characters or like actually no, 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 animated? No, 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 no. Animated 3D Overwatch okay. porn. I see. Yeah, and I'm sure there's also tons of cosplay porn. Now, is that officially like made by Blizzard? No, God no. Okay. Well, actually, you know what? Now I'm not so sure with all oh, they're God. up to. Um, maybe that's side hustles for some of those creeps. But uh, yeah, this got off the rails. Uh. This comes in from Joshua King slash law firm, uh, and Google says this message seems dangerous. So, uh, <laughs> uh, dear friend, I ask for your pardon if my approach is offensive, as I never meant to invade your privacy through this means. And also, I believe this is the best and secure means I can pass my message across to you in clear terms. I've sent you this proposal before now. What? I do hope this will get you in good health. And I, oh, if only he knew. I came across your contact <laughs> via scrupulous search conducted by an IT specialist whom I have employed for this reason. I am Johnson King, in parentheses, Mr. And I... <laughs> for some reason, that's very funny to me. I don't know why. And I promote this communication in my capacity as the principal attorney of the of my law firm. A deceased client, Henry Graves, died in 2014 and left the sum a little above U.S. $28 million in his account here in Unity Bank PLC. Normally, banking procedure requires the bank to declare the account forfeited... What? Forfeitable. Is that a word? In this, like, For- world that we're living in here of, of your... <laughs> of your, um... <laughs> spam email account. Yeah, I think that, that fits. And transfer the proceeds to the Registry of Unclaimed Property for government use after eight years from the time of his death. The present situation underscores my contacting you, given that you and my deceased client share the same name and nationality. Man, I didn't know that my last name was Graves. I am disposed to present you as the beneficiary and administrator of the account. It may also interest you to know the transaction will be executed with the parameters of the law. Nothing will be done outside of it. That's good to know. Um, But anyway, it goes on. It's the usual uh, scam where they said that they're going to give me $28 million if I give them all my banking information. Wow. So a long lost Um, relative and a fortune to go along with it. mm -hmm, Yeah. Um, I just think this one's funny because it's like it's the most coherent one of those I've seen. But they're trying to use like the most um, flowery language possible. Mm -hmm. And it, it is so over the top that it actually makes it super, super fake. Yeah, it's like bad dialogue from like a, a period, uh, period piece or something. It's very, it's very interesting that you mentioned that because uh, I guess we'll get into that. Uh, oh no! Okay. Shortly. <laughs> <laughs> um, teaser. What's it called? Yeah. I guess. Um, this one comes in from Lloyd, uh, and their email address is Lloyd at deadendroad.co, which is quite interesting because I don't. Oh no! I are they trying to take my position? <laughs> they might be. They might be because I don't currently employ anybody named Lloyd. Um, <laughs> They say, ease your pain in 10 minutes effortlessly. Oh, that'd be nice. Uh, be free from neck pain. Try neck flexor and relieve neck pain effortlessly in 10 minutes. Save 50% off and free worldwide shipping. Neckflexor.online. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's. And then he signs off. Lloyd, dead end road. Uh, ideas with nowhere to go. Um, <laughs> so apparently. <laughs> that's our that's our motto here. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, apparently I'm getting into the neck flexor business. 
and I wasn't aware. Use uh, use code dead end at checkout. Yeah, save fifty percent off and free worldwide shipping. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, this one. Um, I can't read this one because it's in kanji. Um, and this one is interesting because I believe it's the first email we've gotten to the actual uh, video at denandroad.co address. Uh, and it comes from something in kanji, info at goku.jp. <laughs> uh, and the part that's in English, oh wait, actually, will it translate for me? Oh shit, okay. Well, the, the top that was in English uh, has heart emoji and it says, Cindy is interested in your profile, click here. Uh, uh, thank you for your inquiry. Uh, and then it says, the entered contents are as follows. The person in charge will reply to you with confirmation later, so please be patient. Okay. Uh, oh, and then it, it gives their, their supposed contact information and their email address is video at denandro.co. There's a phone number, uh, their age of res or area of residence, and it's just a bunch of letters. And their age is a bunch of letters. And the message body is a bunch of letters. Okay. Well, something tells me that Cindy's not going to reply. Hmm. That's an interesting one. This is such Go a bizarre world to be in here. <laughs> the spam folder. <laughs> Uh, but that's the, that's the, isn't that exciting though? That's the first time that the video denandro.co email address has been used. Well, Normally, all these other ones go to either my personal or like the other email addresses. It would be exciting if it was <laughs> comprehensible and like actually. But we like, know it works. We know the email address works. Well, I mean, I, we could have tested that out by me sending something. That's sure, not really but that much of more, a... But now it's some kind of external spam bot. That's exciting. It's something. It's not nothing. Goku.jp. Oh, is what is right. that, Dragon Ball? I think so. All right, that's it. That's all I got. I'm tapped out. That's your dead letters. Okay. To start I'm... the new year. Should we talk about a movie? Uh, yes, we should. Okay. Would so you like gonna... to set this one up? You want me to? Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to continue uh, covering um, movies from 2021 as we get closer to the, uh, I don't know what to, what to call it, the pinnacle of award season. Not really, because the Oscars, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's tough to call the Oscars the pinnacle of anything nowadays. But um, yeah, as we get through award season here, we're, we're covering some notable films from the past year. Um, this week, we're talking about The Last Duel, uh, directed by Ridley Scott, starring Jodie Comer, Adam Driver, um, Matt Damon, as well mm -hmm. as someone I did not realize was in this movie until uh, just this morning when I uh, brought up the cast list, uh, Ben Affleck. Oh. Did not recognize him. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um... So yeah, this film uh, takes place in the 14th century. It is uh, documenting. Um, well, I, I should probably mention just off the top, uh, yes, sort of yes, a, yes. A, con a content warning here. This this film uh, centers around uh, sexual assault, mm -hmm. and so you know we will have to bring that up. Uh, it's it's pretty unavoidable here because it is yeah. like the central the central um, conflict of, of the film. Um, so what it's doing is it's telling this story that takes place over a span of about 15 years or so. And it's telling it from the perspective of three different characters. Um, you have Jodie Comer's character, Margaret uh, de Carouge, as well as her husband, um, Jean de Carouge, who's played by Matt Damon. 
And then the um, perpetrator of the sexual assaults is played by Adam Driver. The character is uh, Jacques Legris. Um, and so the, the, the film takes place in three acts, and each act is telling the same story from the three different characters' perspectives. Mm-hmm. So this is a very interesting one for me um, because on the one hand, there are moments in this film that I found to be extremely profound um, and intense and, and quite moving, actually, um, particularly in the, in the third and final act. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, there are moments that felt like an after-school special. Mm, um, so, like, a very, a very, a very uh, wide range there for me. Like, just, like, some things really worked, some things didn't. Um, I'm curious, I'm curious what you thought about this overall. Um, yeah, it, it, it's an interesting one. You immediately, I have to suspend disbelief because it's supposed to take place in the 1300s in France. Uh, and it's a, it's one of those movies that takes place in France and everybody has very pronounced British accents. Um, even a French actress for whatever reason, uh, is very British. Uh, (laughs) yeah, which is... (laughs) Okay, sure, whatever. I guess to keep it consistent, but that's silly. Um, and also, like, it's just kind of hard to compare. Uh, like, just a few months ago, we had um, The Green Knight, which was taking place in uh, a, a similar time, yet uh, the 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 language employed is so very different. Um, like... What they're what they're using here would not be out of place in like a uh, I don't know a, 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 a maybe like a, a revolutionary war movie or like a civil war movie like it, it is it is it is way too modern. Yeah, I was gonna say like going along with that. Um, I'm a fan of Adam Driver. I think he's a very good actor. However, Adam Driver playing someone in the 14th century is nearly indistinguishable from Adam Driver in like Marriage Story. <laughs> Um, th- I see what you're saying, but at the same time, like his look is very much medieval for me. Uh, okay. But, but, okay. but the performance, I understand what you mean, but mm-hmm. like, he looks like he is plucked from the middle ages. Um, I guess cause I've seen him in so many things at this point. He just, he's just Adam driver, you know? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, like the language they use is just, it, it, it was, it was way too modern to fit the time period. So, like, for me, I I really had to suspend my disbelief. Uh, but there were so many points where it just, it really took me out of it. Like, the way that they're, they, the, like, the way that they talk about certain things, it's just like, there is no way that this is the way they talked about, um, like, sexuality or, uh, you know, emotions. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that that is not, that is not how they approach things in the Middle Ages, whatsoever like this well, is not how adam driver would have talked to a clergyman uh sure yeah at all um i guess so for me that was not one of the problems i had with it um mm-hmm. i think especially because the story uh has a lot of modern day parallels to it um yeah yeah i clearly yeah this was meant to um evoke uh me too era you know um parallels Absolutely, uh, yeah. Especially during the middle act, I would say. 
um, like the conversations between uh, Adam Driver and Ben Affleck um, about how he's like going to proceed with uh, basically getting away with the rape and the public perception of the rape, mm -hmm. um, like how he's going to proceed in court and how they're going to basically bury it. Um, yeah, there was, there was clearly, uh, uh, modern messages being sent. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, so, so I think yeah. for that reason, um, I was okay with the choice, uh, and, you know, and how the dialogue worked. No, I think, I think it needed to, for what they were making. It's just, for me, it was just hard to, um, like I, I had to get over, like I had to suspend my disbelief is all. Well, it's you just, had the same issue last week when we were watching, um, Benedict Cumberbatch in Power of the Dog. You couldn't get past his, uh, <laughs> his like cowboy accent. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, well, at the same time, I think their their accents were fine. I just think that their accents did not fit the the time period. Time period, yeah. Um, because like I said, like we had we had uh the Green Knight uh not too long ago, where like that script and that language was much more appropriate. Because and even so, like that was not Middle English that they were using, but it mm -hmm. still it still evoked the the theme and the setting uh, yeah and, much, and nobody much better to be fair there nobody wants a movie with middle english you can't, no you can't nobody would be able to understand it <laughs> right there's like like literally you would not be able to understand it um mm -hmm. so yeah no that's not what i'm asking for i'm not even asking for um like shakespearean like because that would be uh, off century as well like the one no, thing i will say the one, the one thing that was a bit jarring for me because they are using this sort of mo modern language was when they did switch to like latin that mm -hmm. was like out of place yeah it was just it was just weird why they decided to because it's like okay so you, you're not even using like you're not even pretending to have french accents in france but then you're just being like, ah, yes, Latin is the thing. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't, I didn't understand. Like I know for a fact that um, Latin is the the language of the the church. Um, so like mass would most likely be held in Latin. Um, like there's a, there's a lineage of the Latin mass being like the thing. Um, so I understand that, but I just didn't understand why they would like whip it out in conversation. I didn't know right. what the purpose of that was. Yeah, it was a bit jarring. It was like they were trying to, you know, have both have both things work at the same time where you have this this sort of modern dialogue, but you also like sort of nod back to the time period, which which didn't really mix. Yeah, it, it, it only made sense whenever they were in the context of the church. Mm hmm. But outside of that, I didn't I didn't get I guess because they like made the lack like the actors learned some Latin phrases already. And so they just inserted it into some more scenes. So it didn't completely go to waste. <laughs> yeah. But, but I, yeah, I don't know. That was that was that f did feel out of place. But aside from like the language and everything um, in terms of like the way this story was structured and, and just like the way everything played out, I'm curious maybe what worked for you, maybe what didn't. Um. So when we were in the second act, I was I felt OK with the fact that we were getting the two sides of the same story. Right. Um, Three. But by the third act um, and by by the end, I kind of felt that, well, we didn't really need to see the same events mm -hmm. again from the same like from the different perspectives. Uh, I felt that we didn't need to like repeat I feel like those, like the scenes that we didn't see, like with um, Adam Driver and uh, Ben Affleck, could have just been inserted chronologically. Mm -hmm. uh, 
And so then we could have seen how everybody else saw Matt Damon's character as like a joke, you know, even though he thought himself as this honorable, uh, you know, uh, like, you know, knightly, whatever the fuck he thought of himself. Um, so I don't, I don't know if it completely worked by the, by the end. Um, it, 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 it tried really hard to avoid being, um, repetitive, right? By like not showing the exact same, uh, uh, I guess like literal frames again, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I still think that the movie could have like been, been told completely chronologically with those, uh, other perspectives inserted where they belonged. And we could have seen those perspectives and still gotten the full picture without needing to, uh, repeat like the timeline. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, and I, and I agree with that. Um, I think when you have this structure and you're telling the same story from three different perspectives, it implies that there's a lot of nuance there where you can explore the same thing three times and come away with something new each time and make it interesting all the way through. And I think in the third act, that is very true. I think in the first act provides a good contrast with the third one. I think the second act really drags and doesn't add much um, because I think the nuance just isn't really there for me. Um, The second act, by the way, is the one from the perspective of um, Jacques... uh, Jacques Legris, the uh, Adam Driver character, the yeah. one who um, he conducts the sexual assaults. Uh, I just don't, I didn't get much out of that. I don't think there was much ambiguity or nuance. Um, no. The rape was the rape. Uh, and telling it from his perspective didn't didn't really add anything to it uh, for me. Um, whereas, like, I thought what was more effective and more interesting was how the movie starts out with um, Matt Damon's character and how he thinks of himself uh, in a very positive light as like the hero of his own story. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to the third act, you see all the ways that he has um, harmed his wife in ways that he does not even recognize um, and how he is sort of this joke to everyone around him. And um, the stuff that he views as heroic is actually quite, quite har- harmful. Um, yeah. So that worked for me pretty well as a contrast. I think the, th- the, another problem with the second act is like I knew what the movie was doing at that point and I knew that when we got to Margaret's story um, that's the one that matters here and so it's like let me just get to that point you know mm-hmm. like let's just see that because that's what actually matters yeah um, like I, I appreciate what they tried to do and to set up here but I don't think the nuance was there at least in that middle act no they they it's not like they even attempt to put all that much doubt on the 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 rape itself no. either. Which um, also, if they had, would have been a, a big mistake, too. I think it would have, too. So then it's like, okay, then it sort of just boils down to, all right, so then we see a rape twice. Yes, uh, yes, absolutely. So, because the only difference in perspective on the rape was that... In the Adam Driver version, uh, it's it is it's it's tough to say it because it it, it is still one thousand percent a rape. Mm-hmm. It is only slightly more even. I'm gonna say it and it's gonna sound off, but like it's slightly playful. And no, that's the word that was on my mind too. That's the way they okay. framed it. That is how the yeah. movie frames it. Yeah. 
because like she like maybe giggles for a second, but she is still screaming no, no, and she's crying. Like it mm -hmm. is still one thousand percent a rape. There, there's no doubt whatsoever. Um, but then in 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 her version, uh, it is so much more violent. You know, like that that is like the only difference. Otherwise, it is exactly the same. It is exactly the same, and we just see it twice. Yeah, uh, and so it's like, did we need to see it twice? Was there enough of a reason to have it happen twice? And I just I think the answer is no, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. Uh, so the only other thing we get from the Adam Driver sequences is everything that was not already repeated, basically. Uh, like the only other thing we get is that he thinks that there was something more to uh, his relationship with her where there really wasn't a relationship. Um, like he thinks that she is flirting with him, you know, that whole thing when there's nothing there, you know, mm -hmm. she's just being cordial and friendly. That is basically it. And then there's just all the scenes he has with Ben Affleck, which we would not have seen in the other characters' perspectives. That is the only thing we get in that entire, like, hour, basically, of Adam Driver. Um, so, yeah, I think that could have easily been folded in chronologically, and we did not need three different perspectives. Like, really, the movie just should have been told from Marguerite's perspective, uh, and, you know, it would have been a movie. Like, I, I just think it's sort of like a hook to it. Like, this, yeah. this, this, you know, um, something, something snappy and unique to the movie. Um, when it, it, I don't know if it actually has the impact that it's looking for. Yeah, um, I agree because the, I mentioned like part of it feeling like an after school special because the way it, it structures this movie, it's like, it's almost, it's almost like instead of telling the story, it's like demonstrating the problem and like sort of like hitting you over the head with here's what's wrong about this rather than actually just like letting it play out and you coming to that conclusion yourself because it's it's all it's all there. Mm. Um, if that makes sense. It's like, I, yeah, I just, I just feel like we, we just did not need that second act. Um, yeah. And, and for like, for me, like the third act was so good. The final hour of this movie was terrific. I, I was, I was quite moved by it. I thought like, yeah, this is, uh, this is based on a true story. This is definitely a piece of history that is well worth, you know, telling, um, it does evoke, it does evoke so much, uh, you know, of, of, of modern day things that have happened like very recently, um, like watching the, watching like this story, like of course the, the most high profile thing and the thing that came to my mind was the, the Brett Kavanaugh hearings mm. because mm -hmm. like, you know, in this film you have a woman who is, uh, speaking out about, uh, being sexually assaulted and, nobody believes her and she's being like humiliated by the courts and the people hate her and also the entire like all of her like agency and power in the situation has been stripped from her because her husband is has chosen to take it to a, a, a duel to the death and that decides her fate for her right um, so, you know, my mind went back to, um, like Dr. Blasey Ford, uh, testifying in front of the Supreme Court and the fact that she then had to go live in a secret place for a time because her life was being threatened. Um, you know, she was receiving death threats and her family was, was receiving death threats. And then at the end of it all, you have Brett Kavanaugh who rises to the highest position, court position in the country and is now... Uh, a determining factor 
on on topics like abortion and, and other things that impact women. And so I, you know, the, the parallels are pretty obvious, right? But they're there and I found it to be mm-hmm. pretty, pretty effective. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah. I, I think that um, as a whole, it is really effective. I, I, I don't know if, um, where was I going to go? If, if like we needed to wait so long to get to that third act. Yeah. See the way um, I was going to, when I was thinking about how we were going to discuss this, I was going to frame it as like, yeah, you can, this movie's two and a half hours long. And in my opinion, you can get some of the most powerful moments in, in, in film that I've seen all year. It's just, you have to wait about 90 minutes to get there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's kind of unfortunate. Um, but you know, that's just, that's, that's the way it was structured. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I, great performances. Oh yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I, Ridley Scott was a little bit unhinged during his like uh, press tour slash podcast tour this this fall. Um, oh, I yeah. found it kind of funny <laughs> where he was like, "Yeah, that newcomer Jodie Comer, she's terrific." Oh, <laughs> it's like yeah, she's only been starring in TV shows for the past decade. Yeah, but um, um but yeah, she was outstanding. Um, oh yeah, like honestly, like. I've seen some of the criticism of, of this film. It's like basically saying how it lacked nuance and it's like telling the story that, and it's sort of acting like it's the first, the first one to do this, you know, in a way, like it's like sort of look at how important the story is. We, you know, seeing, see it from this perspective, all that stuff. But it's like, even Jody, like Jodie Comer starred in this uh, star series called uh, the white queen, I believe. And there's like three different offshoots of it. And it's like history it's like a deeply feminist show and it's like history from perspective of, of women in court and stuff. Mm. And it's like, yeah. So like, you know, in a way this film is, is not doing anything new, even though it seems like it wants to be, if that makes sense. I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't know. I didn't really get, like, it didn't seem like the movie was very like full of itself or anything to me. Like it, it didn't seem gratuitous or if anything, like some of the, the, battle scenes kind of were but like um they were engaging enough Mm -hmm. um but yeah i don't i I didn't really get that impression um i do have to mention i i really like the little boy king (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) every time he was on screen i don't know i just i just i just enjoyed that a lot Honestly, like I was more focused on his, on the queen next to him. Yeah. Because yeah, he's yeah. having these he's having these like incredibly immature reactions to what's going on in front of him and she's just horrified and mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. like really trying to hide it, you know? Like she's just trying to like maintain her composure. But she's like holding his hand and like trying to reel him in and also kind of disgusted and humiliated and horrified. And it's 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 quite something. It was quite like they weren't on screen much, but they had a really interesting dynamic. That was that was really smart. Mm -hmm. The duel itself was uh, really something. Mm-hmm. Like the way that there was no score whatsoever, um, well until like the very last bit, but uh, like it 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 is shot in this super violent way, and you hear every little crowd reaction to anything that goes on, um, because it is turned into it's turned into a spectacle, um, but where like as if it was just a just a regular old tournament, you know, instead of the 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 legal proceeding that it is. Where the the fate of not only uh, at least one man's life hangs, but like another wo- like a woman's life is in the balance too, and it's just mm-hmm. like this is just a regular old you know jousting tournament. It's just you just hear every crowd reaction to 
oh, he's off the horse. Oh, you know, like every gasp, every, it was just. And every time it cuts back to Margaret was very effective. Mm-hmm. Because that's yeah. what's on your mind the entire time, you yeah. know. Um, and then after the duel, too, like the immediate aftermath of it and how the crowd turns back around on mm-hmm. Margaret and and um, and uh, and Sir John. Right. But yeah. it's like it's a very like grimy and gross feeling because like, you know, the context of, of what's happening here. And it's like incredible that this is how, how things are played out in the courts and. Um, how someone's reputation can change based on something so absurd. Like I, mm-hmm. the, the recurring, the recurring argument of how um, a woman uh, cannot conceive um, if she does not uh, experience pleasure, and therefore cannot conceive if she's been raped. That was, I'm assuming, a real thought process back then, which was not, not, not even back then. Not even oh. back then. Oh. Unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, I was going to say like this, is, you know, 14th century, but then you think about how much things have changed and, uh, mm-hmm. well, you know, maybe they're slightly less violent in some ways, but you know, overall mm-hmm. the progress just isn't, isn't where you want it to be. Yeah. But no, but it's like, you think of the, like the court of public opinion and then it's like, yes, you have this dude being paraded around, like holding the knife aloft that he used to kill the dude, you know? And then it's like, the Adam Driver character, like, literally clinging to his last breath that he didn't rape her. And it's like, mm-hmm. really? Really? Like, uh, just, it's just everything. It's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the whole the whole last act was really good. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, a bit of an interesting um, one when it comes to, like, would you recommend it or not? Because, you know, like we said, that last act, I think, makes the entire movie worth it. Um, but your mileage might vary on what comes before um, yeah, I would I would almost say like if if you're interested to m- maybe approach it like a mini series, right? Like mm-hmm. see it as you know three episodes of a mini series. Uh, if you don't want to sit down and watch the whole thing at once, which I was able to do basically without issue. I, I it went fair like you know quickly for me. Um, it, it, it's it, it's definitely not a slog or anything like that. It's just um yeah I I, I do think that the second act is pretty superfluous. Um so because like it, it it does have hard cuts like it's, okay here's part two you know here's part three so like if you do need to you know have stopping points it the the film gives you clear stopping points so. Yeah, and they're actually each like around what you would expect from the length of a TV episode. They're like 45 minutes to an hour each. Yeah, yeah. So I think, I don't know, part of me almost thinks it was might have been a miniseries, but... Um, yeah, that's how they do them in the UK, right? Three episodes? <laughs> I think so, yeah. So yeah, it could have been. It could have been. I mean, looking back at the box office numbers, it might have been a better idea because this movie mm. cost $100 million to make and... Another one I, of these? Yeah, right? That seems to be a... <laughs> I guess these are like pre-pandemic deals that were made in a more like right, optimistic right. time. Uh, but uh, yeah, it it maybe made back 20 something million internationally, um, globally, actually, including the U.S. Was, but this was not like a blockbuster, you know, like this is not. Well, in terms of how much it costs to make, it certainly was. Yeah, but like. Yeah, this so it ended. Not- it's it, it made ten million at the U.S. box office, and globally it ended with twenty seven million. So less than a third of of what it cost to make. So that that's a bomb in in any by any standard. This was not like you know a blockbuster uh, period war movie. 
you know like this is this is a a, a period drama about rape mm-hmm. like that does not that does not make a killing at the box office under normal circumstances yeah um it, it is star studded though and it has an acclaimed a very still. A, a very popular director and still yeah no i see what you're saying i i think i think there are factors here that are at play different from what really scott has attributed to this um you, you probably saw like the headlines he was on like uh mark maron's podcast and um he he decided to blame the millennials for the, the failure of of this film okay basically complaining about how uh why well, i have a quote here um, and it doesn't entirely make sense. Uh, maybe if you heard the rest of the conversation, it would make more sense. But he's, he says, I think what it boils down to, what we've got today are audiences who were brought up on cell phones. Uh, the oh, millennium okay. who do not ever want to be taught anything unless you're told it on a cell phone. Um, then he starts to say something about Facebook, which I don't fully understand. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, you know, all those millennials on Facebook. Yeah. It's like, it's like almost like he's just like, I don't really know. <laughs> Honestly. If anything, millennials are the audience for this one. I agree. Yeah, I agree. This is this is the A24 crowd. This is not the make a hundred million dollars back at the box office crowd. Yeah. So Yeah, I do wonder if it if it had A24 expectation. Well, it wouldn't have cost a hundred million to make one. Well, right? yeah. <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, hey, it had a big budget and it, it looked great. It was a very mm-hmm. good looking movie, uh very well directed. Um, like you said, those action sequences were quite something. Yeah. It looked great, and I couldn't even download the 4K version because I was having trouble. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it looked great at 1080p. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was that. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think it's I think it's worth worth a look for sure. I, I do think ultimately mm-hmm. the good outweighs the somewhat I won't say bad, but somewhat unnecessary. Um, yeah 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 just a little bloated i think mm-hmm. so as I, for I, yeah i think it just seems that they were like set on that that three act structure and then maybe didn't have the right material to fulfill it but they were hard set on it so they just stuck with it but yeah, yeah. it could be so as for um as for next week i was thinking uh and this is this is one of my most anticipated movies that uh, came out in 2021 i think we we're gonna go with spencer mm directed by Pablo Lorraine starring um Kristen Stewart the uh the Princess Diana haunted house slash like ghost story slash uh character study have, have you seen this one yet I have not I've been holding off um okay, okay. mostly because I didn't want to spend the twenty dollars on the rental when it ah, first yeah. when it first came out and then I, I figured okay we could probably cover it on the show so I'll just wait a little bit but I think it's it's down to that regular uh rental price now so mm. But yeah, I'm very excited. I, I love Pablo Lorraine's films. Um, he directed uh, Jackie, that really fascinating biopic with Natalie Portman. Mm. Um, he directed um, Emma, uh, not to be confused with the the Jane Austen uh, story, but his was this was like a uh, real all the dead all the dead princesses, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, this was um this was a, a like a really stylish and and quite brilliant like ode to like reggaeton and, and motherhood and, and all sorts of things. It was a terrific movie. Um, and then, yeah, Kristen Stewart's one of my favorite actors. Um, my favorite movie of hers, uh, you know, was also a ghost story. Uh, Personal Shopper is one of my favorite, yeah, yeah, yeah. one of my favorite movies, period. Um, so I'm excited to see, to see her turn here, which I've heard a lot of really good things about. 
Um, it seems like a very unconventional sort of biopic as well, uh, which is what I would expect from Lorraine. Um, you're not getting anything by the numbers with him, which is which is great. So yeah, nice. uh, Spencer, uh, we'll, we'll be talking about that next week. All right. Sounds good. Um, so what's this Kit Kat thing? Oh yeah, this is old. Uh, this is from like 2016, but I was watching it. Uh, yeah, I was watching a Twitch stream um, the other day, and and this was brought up on it. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen this. It kind of went viral like back when it came out. But Courtney uh, Kardashian has this uh, interesting way of how she eats uh, certain things. Uh, in this case, it's a Kit Kat bar. Okay. Um, so when it comes from Kourtney Kardashian, you can kind of like pass it off as just like being like quirky. In fact, I think that's like what the t- the video is called. It's like Kourtney's quirks or whatever. But on the other hand, like it's it's kind of like serial killer vibes here. So I, I don't know. There's a video. I, I don't know if you've seen this or not. No, I have not. But I think it's worth it. I hope I don't get this on my white couch. I am gonna show you guys something that Kim taught me. I think we were like seven and eight. How to eat a Kit Kat and it's pretty life-changing. First of all, it makes you eat less because you're eating it so slow. It's kind of melted. So first you break off the piece, like one piece, and then you eat the chocolate off the end and the other end. Uh Uh-oh. I eat too much. You're not supposed to eat the crunchy part yet. Then, you know, I gotta say, if we just pause for a second, Uh hearing this just as the audio version, this is kind of like some subtle ASMR. I don't mind this as much. Um, It's a little horrifying when you're actually watching it, though. (laughs) Sorry, continue. Do you get Do you get into the ASMR at all? Um, yeah, I I used to be more into it than I haven't really been um, listening to much of it lately. But I do I do enjoy AS, ASMR in general. Mm, okay. Why? What about you? Uh, I've never given it like an earnest attempt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, it it just kind of weirds me out. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, but I don't know. Just like the concept. But okay. Yeah. Yeah, I like ASMR. I do not like um, the food variation of it. I guess it's like muk- mukbang, I think is the name of it. Because mm. I have an so, yeah, issue. Because you have the mouth sound, I have, right? Yeah, I have that. So that doesn't quite work for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was going to say, because like, how does that, yeah, how does that uh, like dovetail with the like the close up, like the, like that, that kind of shit? Yeah, that's not a problem for me. Huh. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, for me, it's kind of like um, specific to the situation. Like, it depends, basically. Okay. Some things bother me, some things don't. Okay. And then you pull the top layer off and eat that. And by the way, this tastes so much better. Like I would never even dream to eat a Kit Kat and just like bite it into it. And then you separate it again. You eat the bottom piece. And then the best part of the whole Kit Kat is the middle piece. So then you eat this middle piece, which is so good. And that's it. And that's how you eat a Kit Kat. And I guarantee you, if you do that once, you will never eat a Kit Kat any other way. Okay. Um, you said that this is like serial killer shit. This is like 
if you are a serial killer of Kit Kats. Yeah, because she's like dissecting it. Yes, yes. And playing around with it like a cat plays with a mouse. <laughs> like this is this is horrifying. Kit Kats are my favorite candy. Oh no. So <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> to see somebody take it apart into every little base component, like they're dissecting it like Geralt the Witcher dissects a wyvern is <laughs> is oh my god. God, man, just it's, eat it. You just, it's such a small piece of candy to begin with. Right. That it's just absurd what she's doing with it. Just eat it. And she said something like, you get more Kit Kat this way. No, you don't. No, you don't. It's the same amount. It's no, the same I think, amount of candy. I think the one concept that does make sense to me in this is that you're eating it slower so that you're less likely to eat more because you're sort of like, right? Because if you eat something slower, then you sort of like trick yourself into being like full faster, or satisfied fat, like, you know, by eating less. So that makes sense to me. But that, that makes opposite sense to me, because if I have like a small bite of something, then it like triggers in my stomach like, oh, now you're like actually hungry because now you have something in there. So it's like, oh, give me the rest. No, but it's like you're you're taking longer to to consume it. So you're tricking yourself into thinking that you have had more than you actually have. OK, fine. If even if that's the case, you can take small bites of the Kit Kat. You don't need to <laughs> yeah. eviscerate it. Yeah. It's like Holy it's fuck. so it's so methodical um, to to a point where it's like how like and I, I realized like they were like they, she said they were like eight years old or whatever when they first. And this makes all the sense in the world for somebody who's like eight years old. <laughs> but like to yeah. still be doing it now is just like is, there's a, something a little bit off putting about it. Mm -hmm. And by um, the way, the, the the stream I was watching this, they, they were sort of going into this. And there's a separate video uh, where she um, teaches you how to eat a Reese's cup. Oh God, no! That's my. That's also my like second favorite cane. Like those are the top two. So luckily for for you and and everybody, um, that one's a little bit harder to find because okay, uh, you might have seen at the end of this video. There's a, a Courtney app that's being promoted. Oh God! Well, the Reese's video is um, exclusive. Yeah, it's exclusive to the Courtney app, which I'm not even sure it's exists paid anymore. Paidwalled. Reese's tips. Yeah, there's like a preview of it on YouTube, but you can't see the oh whole thing. Oh my god! But I heard that one is also quite life changing. <laughs> who who is paying for this shit? Oh, I don't know if you have. To, I, you might not have to pay. You might just have to download the app. But that was a step that that was a step too far for me. I'm not going that far. Sure. Yeah. Oh my god. How could I I I I don't want to know. How could you How could you break down a Reese's cup? Yeah, you that's know? the thing. Like I was a little bit curious. Um, <laughs> But but not uh, to the point where I'm gonna download the. I'm not sure that oh the app God. even exists anymore. This is like five years ago. So yeah, I'm there late to this wave one, of like every celebrity needed an app for some reason. Mm -hmm. Some marketing some marketing team convinced every celebrity that they needed an app. The only celebrity off the top of my head that I think deserves an app and it makes sense to have an app is Oprah. That's because she sells all that shit. Yeah, because she's like a she's like basically an organization on her own. Yeah, like she's she's like a whole thing that she's built like you know by her name on her own. So yeah, it makes she's sense got for the her. channel. She's yeah. got the magazine. She's the, got the yeah the book club. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know yeah, if anybody like else the, needs an the, app. There was the Jeremy Renner app. There was that whole thing. Oh, you know, like yeah. Now, oh, did, yeah. did that? Um, did the proceeds of that app go to towards like his his child support payments? Uh, I, I guess in a roundabout way, yeah, it went to him. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there was a whole thing because there was like open comments, so people were just like trolling them. Oh my! Yeah, it was a whole thing. 
Oh, boy. Well, um, see, I had I known that Kit Kats were your favorite, I, I, I wouldn't have uh, I wouldn't have brought this up. I would have let you be blissfully ignorant of, of this. Yeah. <laughs> just 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 bite into a Kit Kat. I it's like okay though. But like, just bite into a Kit Kat. It's okay right. though because you haven't actually done it. See, according to Courtney, once you eat one like this, you'll never be able to 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 go back. So as long as you don't also, actually do it yourself, you'll be okay. It just seems really messy. Oh yeah, no, I'm someone who has to um, hold on to the wrapper, you know, while I'm eating yeah. a, a candy bar. So I can't, I can't be doing this. I can't be. Yeah, I don't go that far, but that just seems like really messy to like take off the tiny little bits of chocolate off the end, like. Come on. It's let's just call it what it's sadistic. It is. Let's just call it, it what is. it is. <laughs> it is. If Kit Kats had souls, like what? <laughs> oh Christ. Like this could have been an entry into our uh horror harvest series yes. back in October. Like this would have been perfect. Yeah. The way it, it, you don't really need to see the video, but like the way she's like staring at the camera as she's like peeling off the layers of this Kit Kat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's horrifying. Oh my god. Um, so I, I, I do want to bring up a sort of philosophical question before we maybe wrap things up. Oh, all right. Now, if I replace every component of my computer, is it still the same computer I started with? Oh, that is like one of the um, like foundational <laughs> like something that you are are taught in like one hundred and one courses for philosophy. Yeah. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. one of the big questions. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So, what, what are what are your thoughts? <laughs> um. So, literally everything. Um. Let's see. Uh. So I've going back. It'll be almost this summer. It'll be two years since I first built the computer. I have replaced the graphics card, the processor. Uh. I have just replaced the cooler. I've replaced the case. Uh. I'm about to replace the RAM. Um. What about the motherboard? I've okay, so it's the same motherboard. It's the same model, but it's not the same <laughs> motherboard. So okay, that that's tricky then, because I, yeah, honestly, same. like, I don't know a lot about computer, like, technical stuff with computers. But I mm-hmm. would, if I if I had to like liken it to a person, I would say mm. the motherboard is sort of like the heart of the computer. Y- yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. And so for yeah. me, for me, if the motherboard stays the same, I think you you have the same computer. Mm. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so, but 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 how do you how do you figure that it's not the exact same motherboard I started with, but it's the same model, like it's the same type? Ah. Uh. Is that is that like a heart transplant? It's like a heart transplant, and and because it's the same the same type, I would just say it's I I, I think. Ooh, that's it's tricky. It, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's tricky. Um, but what do you think? I mean, you you've clearly been been contemplating this. <laughs> I have, and this, this is just under of a psychopath I am. Um, did you um, did you ask anybody in line at the doctor's office? <laughs> <laughs> No, I think I was ranting and raving about uh, how they're about to kill me and strap me down or something um, to uh, <laughs> concern other people with uh, the machine minds and the machine hearts. <laughs> to start <laughs> yelling computer. the motherboard is a soul. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I started talking about how my computer's talking to me, um, yeah, they might be. <laughs> you might not have seen me again. Um <laughs> I'm 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 leaning towards it being a, a completely different uh, computer than what I started with. Um, but the but the motherboard is the tricky part, yeah, because it's the it's the exact same one, 
it's just not the one I started with. The, uh, that one I sold on eBay. Um, hmm. Yeah, so I, I, it, 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 it's, a, it's a tough call. It's a tough call. I don't know. Well, okay, so if you, if you like, factory reset a computer, mm-hmm. is it still the same computer? I would say so. I would say so. Like, like say say you lost your memory. Yeah. Are you still, are you still you? Right. I, I, th- be- yeah, I think so. Because, okay, so I've also, extra- I've also changed the SSDs. Mm-hmm. I got new SSDs, but I cloned them. Oh, God. <laughs> I literally cloned them, so I didn't have to reinstall Windows or anything, so. Now, now we're getting. Does your computer like you know how computers have like a, a like an ID number or whatever, or like a serial number that you like register it with? Yeah. Does this one have a different one now? Actually, it does because that's tied to the motherboard, and I ha- and whenever I did that swap, I needed to get a new copy of Windows. See, yeah, now I'm leaning towards different computer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that's like your name, right? That's like your name. That's like right. your identity. Mm. But then again, a person can change their name and their identity and still be the same person. Right. So, oof, See, man. this is this is this is very tricky. This is very tricky. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Right in to video at deadinroad.co. Well, we're starting the new year <laughs> off with the big questions. We are. We are. Yeah. Um, I do think I have gone overboard in replacing the um components. Well, that I don't doubt. Because now the cooler that I have, I'll have to send you a picture. The cooler that I have has an LCD screen on it. Uh, <laughs> so I, my computer now has a readout <laughs> that can tell me vital information about itself. Or I could play a looping GIF. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Uh, and now I have new RAM coming in today, actually. Uh and actually, like the cooler is so good that my computer most times is uh, cold to the touch. Oh wow! Uh, which is which is something. <laughs> so uh, so I believe this iteration will uh, be uh, static for a good long while yet. Uh, yeah, I've lost my mind. No comment. <laughs> which I know is not a good thing to say in a podcast, but <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> Is that a show? Did we do a show? Um, yeah. Before we leave, though, I did just want to mention. Um, oh yeah. In the film world, uh, Jean-Marc Vallée passed away this week, mm-hmm. or I guess last week when you were listening to this. Um, he is uh, a famous director. Um, made some of my favorite shows of the past decade. He directed the entirety of Sharp Objects, the HBO series starring Amy Adams. So good. Oh, incredible. Um, he also directed the first season, the superior season of Big Little Lies. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you know, just it, it's 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 a tragic loss. Um, he was only 58 um, and clearly uh, well respected in the industri- industry. A lot of uh, a lot of people that worked with him spoke out this week. Um, yeah, I just want to mention it. I, I loved his his work so much. I thought his his style was like so um, unique to him and very like distinct. Like you knew you were watching a Jean-Marc Vallée um, like production when you were mm. like, like in Ar- Sharp Objects and Big Little Eyes, especially like the way he would convey like memory through like yeah, yeah, yeah. flashing images and flashbacks and, uh, and, and all that. It was just, he was so effective and, and so good at that. Like just like, Diving deep into like the psychology of a character through images, which is like one of the coolest and most effective things you can do in film, I think. 
Um, so yeah, I just I really loved his work. He was a great director, and uh, it, was, it was really sad news. Yeah, that the the adaptation of Sharp Objects is uh, remarkable. The way that it's able to transform the novel into like onto the screen in a way that is uh, like it, it is it is a translation in like the purest sense, where it feels so much like the novel, but native to the screen. It, it is it is really uh, remarkable what they did there. Yeah, it's the definition of and i know this is like you know like the most fundamental thing seemingly but it's it's hard to do sometimes which is show don't tell mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know that's like yeah. what his style is all about um and yep. it was it was he's he was terrific uh and, and of course his work is going to live on um makes me want to rewatch sharp objects which i haven't i haven't done in a long time so mm-hmm. yeah so yeah i just thought that was uh something i wanted to mention mm-hmm. all right i think that's gonna do it for us uh thank you so much for listening we really do appreciate it uh, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Dead End Road. Check out the Facebook, facebook.com slash Dead End Road TV, twitch.tv slash Dead End Road TV. Do a YouTube search for Dead End Road TV and send us anything at video at denderroad.co, including uh, goku.jp links. And let me know if my computer has a soul or not. Uh, you can also check out our 2021 Spotify playlist uh, that we uh, mentioned last week. Uh, some of our favorites from last year. Um, I'll put the link in the description on the pod feeds and in the uh, YouTube video. Uh, yeah. Check that out. You know, I was I was looking back on the handful of tracks that I sent you to, to add to that playlist. And I'm like, Ooh, mm-hmm. these are among my favorite songs that came out this year but they are (laughs) bummers like they are just like this is not like an upbeat happy playlist but i guess that's fitting with with the year 2021 so sure yeah um but yeah all right we will see you uh next week hopefully some uh, more upbeat topics but who knows no guarantees there no guarantees all right see you next time